Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Monday post-Super Bowl. We're kicking off a brand new week. It is the first week without the NFL. I don't know about you, but I know many people who are not thrilled about that. Six more months until professional football. Mm, People not taking it very well. Definitely a withdrawal day today. This is your go-to for Hot Liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and True Social at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about this show. Let me know what's on your mind. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. As I mentioned, the Super Bowl was yesterday. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're from Philadelphia or you're an Eagles fan, I am sorry. I really, I feel for you. I've been there. It is a terrible feeling, and I'm sorry about that. But it was a fantastic game, right? I mean, it was a really, really dramatic ending. So terrific game, and it was really lovely to see two Christian quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts go up against each other. But before they started the game, they were both on their knees on the field praying for excellence. And that was an absolutely beautiful thing to see. Over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of kneeling for other causes, but we only kneel for God. So it was a lovely thing to see and a really fantastic game. And how about those two Kelsey brothers, huh? Travis and Jason, and Travis, of course, being on the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, playing for the winning team, and at the end, just embracing his brother and telling him he loved him and played a great game. It just overall was fantastic. That Rihanna halftime show, I could have lived without, but that is a conversation for another day. Anyway, I hope you had a fantastic Super Bowl weekend and really enjoyed the game. All right, uh, this week, we're going to get with some really interesting guests a major player out of Europe, a major commentator, independent journalist, 
who is doing really important work over there. Um, you know, Europe is far ahead of us on this globalist Great Reset. It's the home of the World Economic Forum, so they're much further down this road than we are. But he's going to join us to tell us what is coming our way. You're not going to want to miss that. Plus, the Hunter Biden laptop OG John Paul Mac Isaac, he is the guy who owned the PC shop where Hunter left that crazy-ass laptop. He is going to join us. He's got a new book out telling us about his odyssey with all of this and having the FBI and the DOJ lean on him big time. How scary is that? You're a small business owner, and all of a sudden, you've got two of the most fearsome government agencies, the agencies with the power to destroy you, bankrupt you, and take your freedom, leaning on you. I mean, this guy's just, uh, he's got a laptop shop and all of a sudden, boom, he's got the entire weight of the U.S. government coming at him. This is going to be quite the story. That's coming up later this week. You're not going to want to miss a minute of the Monica Crowley podcast. Okay, today we've got a potpourri of news, some very serious things uh, coming at us that I want to break apart. Also today, we'll talk with new Congressman Andy Ogles of Tennessee, one of the Patriot 20 who stopped Kevin McCarthy until we got those America First concessions. He is amazing. This conversation is going to be really phenomenal. So you don't want to miss a minute of that either. That's coming up. All that and more straight ahead. But first, the Monica Memo. What we have seen over the last couple of days has been extraordinary and not in a good way, both in our skies and on the ground. And it makes you wonder if we're not in a slow motion attack. Are we under attack from something or someone or some regime or some intergalactic force? Well, over the last two weeks, we have seen this Chinese spy balloon traverse the entire country unmolested for well over a week um, until the Biden administration decided to shoot it down. But it was only after Joe Biden allowed his paymasters in Beijing to collect whatever surveillance information and intel they could possibly gather and send it back to Beijing. Once his paymasters got what they needed, Biden said, okay, yeah, I guess it's okay now to shoot it down. So that was really the first known incursion into American airspace, at least what the deep state wanted us to know. And remember, keep in mind as we talk about all of this, the only reason you know about any of these things, whether it's the CCP spy balloon, that was because a civilian actually saw it in the sky and blew the whistle. And then the deep state had no choice but to expose it. But some of these other incursions that we've seen over the last 72 hours, or whether it's Joe Biden's classified documents, whatever you hear about Um, coming from the left is only because the deep state wants you to know about it because it's useful to them, to their agenda and to what they have planned that you know about it. So over the last 72 hours, we've had another three unidentified flying objects. People are calling them UFOs. They're really high altitude uh, objects that seem to be maneuvering in all kinds of unexplained ways And yet, no real briefing from the administration. I heard yesterday on Super Bowl Sunday that the Pentagon did a briefing on this last one by phone. Nobody came to the podium. Nobody spoke to the country. They spoke to a handful of reporters by phone, I guess on speaker, because they were too busy making their guacamole and chips for the Super Bowl. 
Let me tell you, having worked in a presidential administration, it is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week job. Saturday nights, I mean, I remember during the economic crisis of the pandemic when we were shutting down the entire U.S. economy, we were working late on I remember Saturday Night Live on my TV while we were drafting things, while we were strategizing, preparing for the next morning at like 6 a.m. When you're running a country, time does not stop for the Super Bowl. Events don't stop, especially when you're talking about the economy or our national security. Things do not stop. Maybe if you're over at, uh, you know, the the Department of the Interior or something, um, maybe you can take a weekend off, but it doesn't happen. You're running the country, and our enemies don't take a moment off, whether they're foreign or domestic enemies. They don't take a moment off, so we can't either, but apparently the Biden administration is off all the time. There hasn't been a single public statement from anybody in the Biden White House or throughout the administration on what these objects are. Also, why are there no photographs or videos of these things before they were shot down? Why have we not seen, you know, during the Iraq war or any military engagement, we always see, right, the Pentagon always puts out videos, and they're grainy and black and white, but they're videos of our intelligence capabilities and our military putting the target into the crosshairs, right? And you see it, whether the object is on the ground or in the sky, you see these grainy videos, you see the lock happen on the target, and then boom, a torpedo, a missile, whatever it might be, hitting the target. And they put these videos out, whether they're real or not, who knows? Nobody trusts the government anymore, so who knows? But you would think at the bare minimum, you would get a video like this, that they would put out somebody of note from the Space Force, from the Air Force, uh, from the Pentagon, from the White House, somebody who knows something beyond Corrine Jean-Pierre, who they sent out yesterday and just had no clue what she was talking about. Listen. Let's talk about this thing that was shot out of the sky over Canada. What can you tell us about it? Um, Is this something Americans should be worried about? So let me just uh, lay out for the American people. So what happened was, out of an abundance of caution, uh, a... um, a, and, and by the uh, recommendation by the militaries for President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau, an unauthorized, uh, unmanned uh, object, as you were mentioning, was taken down uh, in the in the air, airways in the North uh, North America airspace. And so what happened was it had been monitored uh, by NORAD uh, over the past 24 or more hours. And then what the president decided to do, he authorized uh, he authorized the F-22, which is a fighter aircraft to take it down. It came down in the Canadian territory. So we did it in conjunction with uh, with Canada. And so we wanted to, the president take the, took this action. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we're always, we're, the promises we're always going to track, uh, we're always going to detect, and we're always going to defend our airspace. And that's what the, the American people mm-hmm. uh, should expect. Curious question, though. Why is, why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada because it's part of uh, NORAD. There is a, the NORAD okay. is part of like a, a part of a, it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a consortium. A, a pact so of nations, a pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. It, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in 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 step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, 
I mean, this woman is dumb on her best day. Sorry. I mean, I hate to call anybody stupid, but this woman is genuinely dumb and she doesn't do the preparation. She doesn't do the homework. She's like Kamala. They just, they don't put in any time or energy into studying their briefing books, studying the policies, studying what should be said, the messaging. They don't do any of that. We were doing that all day long in the Trump administration. They could care less. And then they wheel them out into the national press. And guess what? stupidity like that comes flying out of her mouth. And, you know, I would say, well, why do they keep wheeling her out? She's such a disaster. Well, yeah, she's a disaster, but, you know, they know that they're not going to be pressed and they're not. So it doesn't matter if they go out and they implode on the national stage. It doesn't matter whether it's Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or KJP. It doesn't matter. They're not held to account. Uh, We're all embarrassed watching this. It's horrifying, but they're not. And so they just keep going and they know when they're in these press forums, nobody is really going to press them. So they keep sending them out and you just keep getting the word salad. That means nothing. We have had in the last two weeks, four incursions into our airspace, one by the CCP, which was absolutely a surveillance system coming over our most sensitive military and nuclear sites. God knows what kind of intel they they captured from that. And then over the last like 72 hours or so, we've had three other incursions that they have allowed us to know about, including one that happened yesterday over Lake Huron, over one of the Great Lakes heading into the heartland. What's that about? What's any of this really about? So that's the first big issue where we're not getting any kind of briefing, intel, information about any of these things. Okay, when we come back, I want to talk about a second major thing that happened over the weekend that is absolutely unbelievable and is getting no coverage whatsoever. In fact, a reporter who tried to cover it over the weekend was arrested. But again, it's all of a piece. So when we come back, we're going to hit that. Not to be missed. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double, And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys. And you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me. 
and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. So on the one hand now, we've got these four surveillance craft, or God knows what, um, making these incursions into U.S. airspace, and we're getting no information, no briefings, no, no intelligence, no nothing about any of this, right? They're just allowing us to know about it, but they're leaving it dangling there. Over the weekend, another huge thing happened, which is getting close to zero coverage. This happened in East Palestine, Ohio, Late last week, it is something out of a disaster movie. A train derailed right on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, okay? And apparently the train was carrying toxic chemicals. So the government comes in and apparently blows up the train cars that have derailed, sending this massive explosion into the sky, if, you, if you've seen these photos, it's just unbelievable. It looks like a mushroom cloud. Huge carcinogenic fumes sent into the sky and sent for hundreds of miles around this car derailment, okay? So the poison has crossed state lines. So my question is, where are the feds? Where are they explaining this danger? This isn't a contained thing. This is now spewing all over the heartland of America. And because it's now crossed state lines, the Fed should be all over this. The EPA should be holding press conferences. Uh, Commerce should be holding press conferences. The White House should be talking to us about all of this. These toxic chemicals are spewing all over the heartland. Where are they talking about what happened, what was done, explaining the danger to the American people? Also, where's the help for Americans displaced by all of this? There are all kinds of reports across the Midwest about dead fish, birds falling from the sky, wildlife dying all over the place. I mean, this is a very serious situation. And you know that if Russia blew up a train like this on the Ukrainian border, it would be a top story here in the U.S. But our own government blowing up a train full of toxic chemicals, sending it flying into the air, killing wildlife, birds, fish, you name it, not a word. Not a word from the administration and not a word from the press. What is happening here as well? We haven't seen one word, at least so far, from the uh, Biden, Pete Buttigieg. He's the, the Secretary of Transportation. Where's he? Where's the head of the EPA? This is an industrial catastrophe in the center of our country, and yet very little coverage. In fact, a reporter from News Nation went there to try to cover this catastrophe and got arrested. You can see the video literally thrown on the ground, Uh, hands shackled behind his back. Our government not reporting on a massive man-made disaster is absolutely outrageous. Again, they report what they want you to know. So the UFOs they want you to know about. They don't want you to know about this. Why? 
always, when you hear stories like this from me and others who bring you the truth, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, etc., you've always got to dig deeper and say, why? What is going on here? Why is this story being stonewalled? What do they not want us to know? What are they actually doing behind the scenes? Also, really odd silence from the climate folks, right? We're also getting nothing from the climate alarmists on this catastrophe. I mean, you would think Greenpeace, the EPA, all of the climate maniacs would be screaming about this. This is an actual tangible problem. This is an ecological disaster, and yet crickets from them. I guess the crickets in this region of Ohio are all dead already, thanks to these chemicals spewing in the air, but nothing from the environmentalists. Weird, right? They got their marching orders to stay silent. Why? Why? Another massive ecological catastrophe. Apparently, Biden blew up the liquid natural gas pipeline, the Nord Stream pipeline. We did that. Our CIA did that. Our intelligence services did that. Sending, what was it, 400,000 tons of liquid natural gas pouring into the, what is it, the Baltic Sea, whatever it, it was, blew up the pipeline on purpose just to stick it to Russia. And you've got this absolutely environmental disaster there. You've got another environmental disaster here, but not a word. Where's Greta Thunberg? I know she's climate change, but still she's all about the environment. Where is she? Not a word from these people. And that speaks volumes, doesn't it? They all get their marching orders on these catastrophes. Well, don't say we're, make up the catastrophe like climate change, which is a giant hoax. They will comment on the made up ones because that serves their larger agenda of the great reset. But they won't say a word and they won't rally for help for actual tangible catastrophes that are really affecting the environment. I mean, I, I consider myself an environmentalist. I love clean air, clean water. You want to see a green, thriving planet? Everything in balance, though, right? That's number one. And number two, when there are actual catastrophes, where are they? They only embrace the made-up ones, and that should tell you everything you need to know. I will also say this. Look, we're, we're going to stay on top of this Ohio story We're going to stay on top of the UFO story. We're going to stay on top of the Nord Stream pipeline story. But you you will see how the propaganda press just takes their marching orders and does whatever they are told. Cover this, but not that. Again, all of a piece, they're all operating on the same agenda, and they're all getting their marching orders from whom exactly? Well, from the leftist great reset globalist powers that be, whether it's the shadowy figures in Intel, whether it's the White House, whether it's the transnationalists like Bill Gates, World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, they all get their marching orders from the same place. And that's why none of them cover it when they're told don't cover it. Cover the, the made of fake stuff, don't cover the actual stuff. Remember the old tree huggers? 
You're right. Like back in the sixties, people would like rope themselves to a tree or climb up a tree and they would refuse to get off the tree. They refused to come down because the tree was going to be cut down for a parking lot or whatever. So they would say, I am chaining myself to this because I don't want to see the tree torn down. Now you have actual environmental catastrophes happening and the environmentalists are not lifting a finger and the press is not covering it. Again, do you understand the depth of corruption and the depth of the plotting? I hate to use the word conspiracy, but it is true. This is a conspiracy of silence. Just like you get the fake hyped up stories on climate change or the Russia hoax, the made up stuff, you get a conspiracy of hype and hysteria. But the flip side of that is a conspiracy of silence. Final note on this. They want everybody focused on the UFOs, and we absolutely need questions answered on what these flying objects are, who is shooting them down. We absolutely need answers on this. I don't mean to minimize this. And in fact, coming up, we're going to talk to Congressman Ogles of Tennessee about what they know and what they're hearing, if anything. But we need answers on this. However, these stories of these flying objects that we're shooting down with no pictures, no video, no nothing... They are a distraction. Again, you wouldn't know about this if the deep state didn't want you to know. Why do they want you to know about these stories? Because they are a distraction from Biden family corruption, big tech FBI actual collusion, big tech companies coordinating with the FBI and our intelligence agencies to censor Americans and influence elections. It's a distraction from the U.S. blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. That is an act of war. They don't want you talking about that. They want you focused on little green men. The UFOs are also a distraction from Pfizer. Pfizer, caught on tape thanks to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, admitting straight up that they're engaged in gain-of-function research for fun and profit. Well, if they kill a bunch of people, who cares? They're making money hand over fist. These UFO stories are also a distraction from the Epstein client list because we have the potential now that that list might be revealed relatively soon. That's the rumor going around. We'll see. And it's also a major distraction from this deadly chemical release disaster in East Palestine, Ohio. And of course, there's a whole range of of other things they're trying to distract us from, like the CCP becoming increasingly aggressive, Uh, all of it, the money being funneled to Ukraine. We'll talk to the congressman here in a minute about that. These UFO stories, again, we need information and we need the truth, not that we'll get it, but we need the truth about those things. But keep in mind, they always throw out a shiny object to keep you distracted from all of these things. Biden family corruption, big tech FBI collusion, CCP aggression, Pfizer, U.S. blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, uh, the Epstein client list, this, this massive disaster in Ohio. They want you talking about what they want you talking about. They control the narrative and they control the propaganda press so they can direct your attention to those things so you won't be focused on these other things. This is why you come to this show because we bring you these other things. And we're grateful that you're here. 
Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk to a fantastic new member of Congress. He is totally America first. His name is Andy Ogles, and he represents Tennessee's 5th Congressional District. That is going to be an amazing conversation, so sit tight. But first, guys, listen up. Valentine's Day is close to being over, but it's not too late to give yourself the gift of looking years younger. And it's easy thanks to GenuCell. Their most popular package is 70% off, and it includes the next generation of skincare technology. GenuCell's probiotic moisturizer, absolutely free. These super ingredients, commonly found in yogurt, can have the same nourishing benefits and goodness for your skin. Probiotic extracts target bad bacteria on the surface of your skin to restore balance to your skin's microbiome for a noticeably clearer complexion and visibly younger appearance. See those fine lines, wrinkles, skin redness, sagging jawline, and even bags and puffiness visibly disappear right before your eyes. I've been using the probiotic moisturizer and I love it. It's so good. And with its immediate effects, See results in under 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com slash Monica, GenuCell.com slash Monica right now. And during this extended blowout sale, every order at GenuCell.com includes an exclusive beauty box with two luxury GenuCell gifts for you to try. So order now, limited quantities available. GenuCell.com slash Monica. Again, GenuCell.com slash Monica. That's GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Monica. We'll be right back. I'm very happy to welcome to the show for his first appearance on the Monica Crowley podcast, and hopefully not the last, Congressman Andy Ogles. He is a Republican representing Tennessee's 5th Congressional District, which includes Nashville, which is one of the most fun towns on earth. Congressman Ogle serves on the House Financial Services Committee, so he is deep in the thick of the battle on the debt ceiling fight with the White House. He is also one of the Patriot 20 that held out support for Kevin McCarthy as speaker until they won those ever-important concessions. And we're all benefiting from that fight right now. This is a different speaker. It's a different Kevin McCarthy, and it's because of those Patriot 20, including Congressman Ogles. So he is a hero who absolutely deserves our support. Before he joined Congress, he worked for the great Dr. Art Laffer, who we just had on this show. If you have not heard Art Laffer's conversation with me, I think it was about two weeks ago. Go back and listen to it. It was an extraordinary conversation. He is amazing. Congressman Ogles worked with him as executive director of the Laffer Center. He also ran a nonprofit to combat human trafficking, which gives him a very unique perspective on why we need to secure the border. He joins us now. Congressman, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. And, and I agree with you. I'm biased, of course. I'm a, I'm a native Tennessean, but Nashville is a great town. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, at it, the secret's out. You know, Tennessee is one of those destination states not only for people just to travel and have fun, but people are relocating here in droves. But uh, next time you're in town, love to, to you know, hang out, uh, go have dinner or something and, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, I'm biased, but it's a great community. It really is. And as I mentioned to you before we came to air, I had been to Memphis before. Memphis, another extraordinarily fun town. It's just Beale Street <laughs> and Graceland and all of it just amazing. And I love the whole Tennessee experience. But when I got to Nashville for the first time last year, I'm embarrassed to say I've not been, I had not been there before last year. So much fun. And I've been there a couple of times since. And it's just an amazing place. And the whole, the whole area. Franklin and Nashville and the environment around there, all of the the suburbs and so on, just a beautiful place and real America. So I I am glad you are representing that area and they are lucky to have you. Thank you. Well, we've got a lot to cover uh, with you today. There's a lot coming at us and I want to start with these uh, four uh, objects that the U.S. military has now shot out of the sky. One, of course, the Chinese uh, spy balloon, which was about two weeks ago, which the administration allowed to traverse the country unmolested for over a week uh, and allowing the CCP and the People's Liberation Army, the PLA, to gather all manner of intelligence, God knows what. But now over the last, like, 72 hours or so, the U.S. military has shot down another three unidentified flying objects, aerial objects. We have no pictures, no videos of these things before they were shot down or after they were shot down. What can you tell us? What is going on? You know, to be determined, uh, you know, it's, you know, the first incident was uh, incredibly frustrating and concerning. You know, at first we were told it was a civilian weather balloon that had blown off course. And the next thing you know, it, they find another one in South America uh, and then quickly, because of, you know, pilots and whatnot, having seen it, we, we realized that this was something more than just a weather balloon, right? We were being lied to by the, the Chinese, which is no surprise. They lied to us during COVID. Uh, but that being said, uh, but unfortunately, the, the hesitation by the Biden administration allowed uh, the object to cross over civilian areas where people were living and there's properties and they were stuck. And so all they could do is just watch this thing cross the country until it got off of our East Coast, which is again, you know, it matters who leads. And this administration has shown that it's unwillingness to lead both on the Southern border, but here we literally have an object crossing into our airspace. We have no idea the intent and feckless as far as their reaction and only, I think, only reacted because the American people were outraged. As far as these other three incursions, uh, again, you know, these are from what we know so far, they're smaller objects, but there's been no briefing yet that, uh, that I've received. And, uh, but, but I'm, I'm, I am troubled the fact that, you know, first you have a first incursion. Now you seem to have a different type of apparatus that's being pushed into the country. My guess, and it's just a guess, is they're trying to test our capabilities in detecting these objects. Thus, they're they're putting smaller ones into our airspace uh, to see, again, how resilient our systems are in detecting them. You know, it's interesting because I spoke with Secretary Pompeo on this program on Friday, Congressman, and I used the Jurassic Park analogy. Um, it's probably <laughs> been a long time since you saw that movie, but at the beginning, these smaller dinosaurs come up to the fence that's around the Jurassic Park, you know, and right. they're pecking at it and they're pecking at it and they're testing it. So they're probing and probing to see how far they can go. What's the reaction going to be? And I think that analogy is totally apt here where we have God knows what, the CCP? Are, are we in an intergalactic war? I mean, nobody knows what's going on because we're not getting any kind of real answers from this administration. But the fact that 
these incursions have happened apparently undetected. I mean, even the administration is saying uh, the one that was shot down over the weekend over Lake Huron, over one of the Great Lakes. I mean, this is like literally on top of Chicago, right? Coming into Ohio and and the whole heartland, um, got there undetected. How did that happen? And I think this is a real bipartisan issue that that the House GOP and Senate GOP but should be joining with Democrats to try to press the administration for answers. Well, and, and, you know, especially as members of Congress, you know, we need to know what's really going on. You know, is this a situation where we need to take uh, punitive action? Uh, you know, we have uh, companies that are traded openly, uh, you know, Chinese companies on the markets. Do they need to be punished? Do we need to restrict access to capital? Like, what do we need to do going forward to, to show Chinese, uh, the Chinese government that, yes, we're going to respond militarily, but now we're going to respond economically because we've had enough. Uh, we are a sovereign nation. You've encroached into our airspace. And and look, you know, governments fly close to airspace. They're always kind of monitoring to see what's going on to make sure, sure that there's not some sort of buildup or some nefarious thing take uh, things taking place. But there's this respect for boundaries. And, and China has clearly breached that trust. Uh, and, and not only is this a bipartisan issue for the United uh, here with, with Congress, but this should be, uh, you know, our allies and really even some of our enemies across the, the world should be outraged at this, that the fact that they're willing to take such steps and quite frankly, one could, could argue, you know, acts of war. Uh, and here we are, you know, they're largely going unanswered by the, by the, this administration. Yes, 100%. You're exactly right on this. And, you know, the CCP clearly has no respect for this administration and no fear of this administration. And now, you know, the, certainly the big spy balloon, that was just mocking weak U.S. quote-unquote leadership under this administration. They're just right up in our face right now. And it does seem like we are now in a kinetic war with China. I mean, we've been in a kinetic uh, economic war with China for quite a while, but now it seems that, that they're t- they're bumping it up uh, to the surveillance and, and even an aggressive military stance against us, and the United States is simply not prepared. So I would hope that you and your Republican colleagues would join with Democrats to the extent you can, try to get answers on all of this, but also what is their posture going to be as China ramps up? Yeah, and you know, and you can like Trump, you can dislike Trump, but but as you said, this these incursions would not have happened uh, under Trump's watch. You know, there's some uh, kind of comments out there by some of the analysts that that, you know there may have been some minor incursions under the Trump administration, but nothing this blatant. And quite frankly, uh, you know, uh, you know, representatives from the government uh, that work for Trump, like Pompeo, said, look, you know. We don't, we are unaware of any type of, of this type of incursion under his administration. But the fact is, is that again, whether you like Trump or dislike Trump, our allies respected him. Quite frankly, they feared him, and they knew that we were in a position of strength under Biden. Uh, you know, we're allowing three hundred thousand illegals to cross in this country every single month. We are weak. We don't have sovereign borders, uh, and you know. Quite frankly, are we a sovereign nation when you're allowing your enemies to to traverse your borders so blatantly? Yeah, it's just completely outrageous. But I don't expect anything else from this 
quote unquote yeah. president uh, because he's completely compromised. All right, let's uh, switch gears and thank you for the fight on that. I also want to thank you for your fight on the debt ceiling, which uh, we're in the midst of this this uh, period of time right now. The Treasury Department, my old place of work, um, is engaged in extraordinary measures, as they call them, to keep uh, the system going, keep the economy going, keep the payments flowing. But we're going to hit a wall in June on the debt ceiling. Where are we on this right now? Yeah, you know, uh, what you would hope uh, would happen is that we have a bipartisan conversation, that we come up with real solutions. You know, look, Econ 101, if, if the government puts too much money into the economy, more money than the economy can produce on its own, the backside of that's going to be inflation. It's just, it's just uh, you know, one of those things that happens. It's a natural consequence. And so you have a plan to to adapt to it. And so it's no surprise that we have inflation. It's no surprise that we're being tipped or we have tipped into a recession because so much money was put into the economy. We know what caused it. So all you have to do is slow down and start cutting spending the signal to the markets that we were taking a new course of action. We're going to be fiscal, fiscally responsible, but instead, this administration passes a 1.7 trillion dollar omnibus bill, got 450 billion dollars for the Green New Deal. Really, at a time when Americans are suffering, at a time when you know electricity is up 11 percent, natural gas is up 25 to 29 percent, heating oil is up almost 50 percent, 45 to 49 percent across the country, and they're going to spend more money on the Green New Deal causing more inflation. And so, look, and, and let me be clear, there's a difference between a government shutdown and a default. You know, we can shut down the government. We're still going to pay our debts. We're still going to take care of seniors. We're still going to take care, care of our, our military personnel. But what you saw in the State of the Union, while we have made clear to the president, we've made clear to the American people that we are not going to default on our debt, this, this president made ridiculous allegations that the Republicans were going to default on our debt, that we're going to crash the economy, that seniors weren't going to get their checks. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And at a time when we truly need bipartisanship, this president lied to the American people. You know, what's so ironic, too, is that Joe Biden, throughout his way too long political career, 50 years, um, that he has had this long record of supporting a, a balanced budget amendment, of supporting negotiations over the debt ceiling, engaged in those negotiations, um, and even in the past talked about reform, the need for reform of Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, these, these massive entitlement programs, which if they don't get reform, they're going to blow up and they're not, not going to exist at all. So he's on the record over 50 years talking about all these things, but now he's president and his party is run by communists, and he is certainly a part of that right now. And so he's, he's, he's terrified of the MSNBC crowd, but he's also one of them now. And so the question is, what kind of uh, negotiations are we going to get? And is it going to be yet another case of wait until the last minute and everybody running around with their hair on fire? Well, unfortunately, uh, my fear is that it will be the, a last-minute type of solution, that he's going to try to run out the clock. He's going to try to pressure Republicans in, into more spending. And look, we can't cut our way out of this problem. We've spent too much money. We've got too much debt. But what we can do is make you know cap spending, make strategic cuts, a scalpel, not a sledgehammer, and then get the get government out of the way of business and let the economy grow. 
And part of that solution is energy independence. You know, look, I'm sorry whether you're a green person or not. If you're listening to the program, we need fossil fuels in our economy. We just do. I mean, yes. that's the path to prosperity, right? And so energy independence, strategic cuts, slow down spending, let the economy grow. We have to grow out of this and it's going to take time. But this administration, they're going to try and push for more and more spending and is going to make the problem worse. But like you said, this 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 president is compromised. I would argue that it is a criminal enterprise and he's corrupt at all levels and has been for many, many years. Yeah, absolutely. So you're dealing with a very corrupt player who I think is part of an operation to deliberately implode the country. And the economy is just part of it. But the, the sellout to China, etc. It's all it's it's a deliberate takedown of the country. Um, is everything on the table in these negotiations, including military spending, which I'm a huge supporter of the US military. But I think, you know, across the board, we need to be smarter and more focused in how we're spending taxpayer money. Well, you know, I, I think I think everybody recognizes that government is broken. I think everybody recognizes that there's waste in government. And I think everybody recognizes or knows that, that that we're spending money on these woke programs. So if you just address those line items, the waste, the fraud, and the the ESG, the DEI, and the the woke crap that's been put into every single budget across uh, uh, our government. That right there is a savings. And what you can do then is if you if you identify deficiencies, whether it's replacing missiles that we've given to Ukraine, whether it, or armaments, or whether it's the, the missiles that we need to replace because we're shooting down Chinese balloons, like, you know, shift those monies into strategic areas, but we're capping the spending. We're sending, again, a signal to the markets, both uh, domestic and foreign, that United States is taking a new path of fiscal responsibility. We're going to own our debts. We're going to own our future, but we're going to do that by, by being economically strong. And right now, we're weak. We're dependent on our, our, our enemies and, and our allies. Uh, and right now, we're not in energy independent. And all of that is a perfect storm to have incursions by the Chinese folks. Look, we've got a porous border. We've got a weak economy. And we've got enemies abroad who are on the move. We've got to wake up and take this country back. Okay, Congressman, much more with you straight ahead. Sit tight. And we're back with Congressman Andy Ogles of Tennessee. I want to hit the border with you in our our final minutes here, Congressman. But can I ask you, are you guys going to put a stop to the spending for Ukraine? Well, you know, uh, I I think there is... uh, probably enough support that the spending will continue. I think what you'll see uh, from me and other conservatives is more accountability on how those dollars are being spent. Um, this is, you know, we, we've probably gotten in too far at this point. And, and again, just like the Chinese balloon, uh, if you're going to take action, we should have done it sooner and, and, and you know, with, with more resilience and uh, just commitment. But we've kind of strung it out. And, you know, I think you're going to see a, a surge by the Russians. I think ultimately Ukraine will fall. Uh, and, and that's just me speaking. I'm not speaking for, for anyone else. But, uh, you know, it, it is a tenuous situation. The problem is now is that Russia has been emboldened. And uh, this puts if Ukraine does fall, and I hope it doesn't, that puts all of the border uh, territories and countries around Ukraine at risk. And I think you'll see continued aggression by Russia as we move forward. And so it's a tough conversation. So I think you're going to see more spending. I think you're going to see a push uh, to stop Russia uh, because I think now because of China, because of Russia, our enemies are emboldened and they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And so what do we do next? 
$100 billion of our hard-earned yep. tax dollars going to Ukraine to a fight that is not ours. So I think a lot of people, having come off of America first during the Trump years, are looking at this, and they really don't like America last. And they really don't like no. all of the spending going for Ukraine's border when our own border is wide open. Well, you know, I said, you know, early on during the campaign is, uh, you know, if we're, for every dollar we spend in Ukraine, we need to have a commitment to the American people where we're cutting at least one dollar, if not three dollars. And so the proposal I had that I put in writing that I put out there is that for every dollar that you spend in Ukraine, you have a real three dollar cut for the American people into our budget because we know we have to cut. So now we have leverage uh, with the Democrats. We have leverage with with the mods and the Republican Party, both of whom want to support Ukraine. OK, fine. But let's have tax cuts. Let's have budget cuts for the American people that are real. And and I'm not talking about monopoly money. I'm not talking about common core math. I mean, actual three dollar cuts for every dollar that's sent to Ukraine. Then I think you can make the case for it. Um, speaking of our border, you know, we're just getting we get new numbers every month, of course. But now that we're seeing the, these record numbers of illegals coming across the border and into the country, what, if anything, can the House GOP do to stop this human tsunami? Well, you know, unfortunately, we don't have uh, real authority. You know, we, we can use the, the power of the pen to, to defund, uh, you know, a- a- agencies as kind of retribution. Um, I think you're going to see both uh, Mark Green and the National Security, uh, Homeland Security uh, uh, Committee, but also Comer and Oversight and Jim Jordan and Judiciary all having hearings kind of in tandem in conjunction with one another to start calling in these officials and, and holding them accountable. Look, we have laws on the books. We don't need new laws. We have laws in the book that, that, that compel this administration to secure our border. And Mayorkas is uh, derelict in his duty. I would argue that his actions are treasonous. The question is, is who else is guilty? And, and does that extend to the president? But at this point, look, when you have 300,000 people crossing the border, you're not a nation anymore. Uh, we just three weeks ago, we arrested someone from Iran crossing the border. We're seeing an increase in Chinese nationals coming across the border. 60 percent of women and children that try to cross the border are sexually assaulted. And when I say children, I'm talking about four year old girls. Mm-hmm. The, these these people are animals. They have no respect for 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 just humanity. And for that reason alone, just for the humanitarian crisis, we should close the border, not to mission uh, the, the national security uh, implications, not to mention the economic burden it's putting on small towns all across the the, uh, the country. Then you have the fentanyl issue, which is killing our kids uh, in record numbers. Uh, as I mentioned when I was introducing you, you ran a nonprofit to combat human trafficking, which is now at an all-time high at the border. Can you talk to us yeah. a little bit, Congressman, about what a horrific crime this is and what, what the human toll is? Because I, I don't think a lot of people quite understand what human trafficking involves. Well, so what, first off, what you have to understand is that the people doing this, the cartels, um, you know, it's a supply chain. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're a company and you sell a widget uh, and you can sell another wid- widget that's going to make you money, you're going you're to add that to your, your, your book of business. And that's all these people are doing. The, the same people that are selling drugs, that are running guns, are selling little girls for, for sex. They're selling women for sex. They're selling little boys for sex. They're selling uh, men for forced labor. And it's nothing more than a profit center for them. And it's become a huge profit center uh, for the cartels. And, and so 
but what, what you've got to understand is that literally the price to come into this country, if you're a woman and you've hired a mule, most likely is that you're going to be sexually assaulted, uh, assaulted. And that also includes your children. And when you cross into the border, they have these trees and uh, they're decorated with articles of clothing. clothing. And the, these animals, as they keep a, an article of clothing as a trophy uh, from the women that they, that they abuse and victimize. And just a few weeks ago, I was talking to a former colleague and they had rescued a four and seven year old girl and they had literally been left for dead, for dead because they had been gang raped and so brutally beaten and assaulted in ways that you just can't imagine. And they were just left there to die. And, and so, again, this administration is guilty. They know that this is taking place. You can literally watch it in broad daylight taking place, and they're doing nothing. And, again, every small, every town in America, every small town in America is now a border town because fentanyl has invaded this country. I mean, you just had a, a middle school teacher just a couple of months ago that, that picked up a bag of what he thought was maybe candy, maybe it was drugs, and he smelled it. And he ended up overdosing and dying because he was secondary exposed to the fentanyl in the bag. I mean, this this is a poison, I think. And by the way, the precursor chemicals that makes this junk is coming from China. Yes. So not only are they sending balloons into our country, not only do we literally have physical incursions into our country, they're poisoning our children and they know it and they're guilty. We're fighting a multi-pronged and multi-front war. I mean, we've got the weaponization of our own government against us. Uh, The most fearsome agencies of the U.S. government, the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS, all turned against uh, those of us who happen to have a different point of view and vote a different way. Um, So that's the internal threat that is paramount. And then you've got these external threats, whether it's the CCP creating the precursor chemicals, delivering them into Central America. They come up through uh, Mexico. And then, of course, the drug cartels do have operational control of the border. And they are, they're they're running our entire southern border with their role in human trafficking, drug and and weapons smuggling, fentanyl, etc. It's just, you have all of these dark forces working together to destroy the United States from within and from without. It's unbelievable. And the other thing, Congressman, too, and I, I know your heart is in combating uh, human trafficking and you're really on top of this. For decades, the left, I mean, remember Jimmy Carter's whole presidency on human rights. Biden and the left were always talking about human rights. And yet they've let human trafficking happen on a scale never seen before at our southern border and within the country itself. How do you explain that? Well, again, you know, this, this administration is inept. Uh, I think they're driven by their own agenda, their own uh, corruption and desire for power and wealth. And so if you are a victim of trafficking or you're a victim of fentanyl, you're just a secondary result of their ultimate game. And this administration, in my belief, does not have the best interest of the American people at heart. And and you saw it during the State of the Union. He literally stood there at the dais, at the podium, and lied to the American people. He talked about he had a solution for the border. And we know he doesn't. We've had more people come across our southern border in the last two years than we've had in the last 10. And who did that? It was Biden. Under Trump, 
human trafficking was was reversing. The people coming into this country was down to a trickle. Uh, you know, we we had incursions as far as being able to control uh, the drugs and the cartels and the war that literally the war that's taking place on our southern border. Why? Because Trump was a leader. You don't have to like Trump, but his policies were winning policies. We had a more secure country and we didn't have incursions by the Chinese. And in just two years, this administration is literally virtually destroyed our economy and has destroyed what I would say is the sovereignty of our, our nation because they are compromised. Yep. And they're doing it all on purpose. Um, final question for you, Congressman, before we let you go, what can we look forward to uh, next in terms of legislation coming out of the House GOP? And to the extent that it's useful to uh, propose these pieces of legislation, which it is, and getting Democrats on the record voting against these important pieces of legislation, all also very important. But is there anything that we can see that would actually go to the Senate and live and or make it to the president's desk? I mean, it's got to be incredibly frustrating for you to be doing all of this hard, important work only to see all of your stuff die in the Senate. Well, you know, I think um, any actions that we take that kind of uh, push back against China will have bipartisan support. Uh, and so that that's kind of a, a glimmer of hope, if you will. I've got the Inflation Reduction Act of 2023, which repeals Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. Um, you know, we have a shot of passing that in the House. It'll die in the Senate. But it does uh, force Democrats to take a tough vote because we know it's the right thing for the country to stop spending. And then also uh, we just filed the It's Your Fault Act, uh, which is basically throwing down the gauntlet, pointing to the border and say, you know, every fentanyl death over the last two years is the fault of this administration. Every woman or child that's been sexually assaulted at that southern border is the fault of this administration. And what it does is it penalizes people uh, for trafficking fentanyl into this country and a lifetime deportation. All incredibly important pieces of legislation, and I, I wish you well, and I thank you so much for doing it. It's just got to be, you want to tear your hair out after putting all this work <laughs> into the, these pieces of legislation, sending it over to the other chamber and just watching it die on the vine. Um, but we do appreciate everything you're doing on behalf of all of us, certainly your constituents, but all of the American people who believe in America first. Thank you for doing all of that hard work, standing up to the Democrats. We so appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Congressman uh, Andy Ogles of Tennessee's 5th Congressional District. He is a true America First hero, so please go check him out. We hope you'll come back again soon. Absolutely. Just name the time. Thank you so much. All right, that's going to do it for me here on this Monday. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, later in the week, as I said, we're going to get a full report on the Great Reset in Europe because what is happening there is coming down our way really fast. Also, later this week, we're going to talk to John Paul Mac Isaac, who owned the laptop shop where Hunter left his crazy laptop. That is going to be an unbelievable interview because what this poor man has been put through is just beyond belief. Thank you for joining me today and for checking out all of our great advertisers. We all really appreciate that. Have a good start to your week, and I will see you right back here on Wednesday. We all have tasks we'd like to avoid, like mailing and shipping. It takes time lugging all those letters and packages to the post office. That's why you should try Stamps.com. For 25 years, Stamps.com has made mailing and shipping easy. You get all the services of the post office 
right on your computer anytime. No traffic, no waiting, no hassle. Plus, you save money with discounts up to 84% on USPS and UPS. With Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and printer. Print stamps, print shipping labels, and if you sell products online, Stamps.com connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart, so you can spend less time on shipping and more time on your business. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com and enter code PROGRAM.